Welcome to Stories Within Us. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am your host, Lisa Bush, and today is another solo episode where I'm going to talk to you about a few things that have been on my mind for a while now, and that is the idea of modern sexism and anger. Do you ever have something or some things in this case? It's kind of a series of things that you've been thinking about, and then everywhere you look, whether it's on the news, whether it's on social media, whether it's what's happening in your life or the people around you who you love in their life, it's kind of all you can see. This is where I am with a few topics. Everywhere I see it, it's just demanding that I share with you what's going on inside of my brain right now, which that's a complex subject. This week, I'm going to talk to you about a term that I just discovered, and I learned it from educational psychologist and self-compassion researcher, Dr. Kristen Neff, and that is the term modern sexism. So (laughs) as if we didn't have enough of like the good old-fashioned sexism, surprise, there are now various terms to define various forms of sexism. And I also wanted to share with you my thoughts on anger, specifically anger as it relates to gender binaries. So this episode's topics are taken from the book, Fierce Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff. It's a book that I'm currently reading and highlighting and putting sticky notes all over and keeping my husband up late because I can't stop talking about it. I highly recommend it. I'm placing it in the show notes below so you can check it out. And before we begin, I want to thank you for joining me on this solo episode. I invite you to get comfortable and let's dive into some thoughts on modern sexism and anger. Now, for those of you that are the big global thinkers, you're going to be okay with this. For the linear thinkers, this might freak you out for a bit. I'd like to talk to you for a minute about children's books, specifically two children's books, authors, illustrators that I love. I've been reading with my kids. I buy their books as an excuse to read to my kids, but these are secretly books that now that my kids have outgrown them, I'm still keeping them because they're such incredibly beautiful, amazing books. These are the writers and children's book illustrators, Oliver Jeffers and Mo Willems. And if you're like Lisa Bush, what do these two men have to do with your thoughts on modern sexism. It's not what you expect. Not what you expect. Like I said, stick with me. So Oliver Jeffers is this brilliantly talented children's book writer. He's written many books. Um, Some of the ones that I've read infinite times to my kids are Lost and Found, How to Catch a Star, The Moose Belongs to Me. And then Mo Willems, we in this household know him best. He wrote the Piggy and Gerald books. So Piggy and Gerald are about this lovable, laid-back pig who's fun and all the things I'm not. And then there's this neurotic elephant named Gerald. And oh my gosh, I see myself in Gerald so much. It's embarrassing. I'm waiting for my kids to like pick up that their mother is Gerald. They haven't yet. Fingers crossed. And the thing that I don't know if Willems intended when he wrote the book, but he created such like brilliant readers for young kids. And I'm going to say especially kids who might be struggling with reading, kind of using air quotes with struggling because I have a hard time believing that every kid developmentally is at the same place at the same time. I think that's um, 
ridiculous. But anyway, I digress. So he created this, these series of books that from a language context, they're scaffolded for young readers, but the emotions and the relationships between the characters are so complex. The point is that in both of these illustrators use this black squiggly line over a character's head to represent a certain type of emotion. So it's like they just got out this black crayon and they just did like over the character's head to represent this emotion. And it's emotion when I see it and my kids see it, we know what that emotion is. The emotion is usually this form of exasperation, like there is this repeated injustice that the characters experienced or the characters tried to solve a problem repeatedly and it's just not working. Or the characters try to explain something repeatedly and the other person in the book is not getting it. But it's also mixed with anger, like the characters kind of saying in a very childlike way, like, are you fucking kidding me? We are still here. After all that I've explained, after all that I've done, after all this time, we are still here. One example is in Oliver Jeffers' book, A Little Stuck. And in this character, Floyd, I think it's Floyd. Yes, Floyd. Floyd is flying his kite and he gets his kite stuck in a tree. And so Floyd tries to think, what can I do to get the kite out of the tree? And his thought is he'll throw something to knock it loose. So he throws a shoe but it doesn't work. I think he throws a cat. It doesn't work. He throws a can of paint. It still doesn't work. So then, understandably for Floyd, at this point, he kind of, there's an image of him with his fists out in the air and he has that black squiggly line over his head. You can tell he's frustrated. This is a problem he's trying to solve. He's repeatedly trying to solve and it's just not working. And there's that black line beautifully drawn over his head to illustrate how Floyd's feeling. And I, much like the characters in Jeffers or Willem's book, feel like, well, my whole life, really, I've been walking around with this black squiggly line over my head, especially when it comes to relationships with gender. Are you fucking kidding me? We are still here. But especially, and I'm going to say especially in the last few weeks, in the last few days, but I didn't have the word to describe it. And last night... Last night, I came across the term to define that black squiggly line that was frustrating me. Like, what was this frustration that I was feeling? And that term is modern sexism. Modern sexism is my black squiggly line of frustration. And are you fucking kidding me hanging over my head? Thank you, Dr. Kristen Nath. <laughs> for giving me that vocabulary. That, my friends, is why books are amazing and powerful and necessary. They give you the images to understand how you are feeling even when you can't express it with words. And then they give you the vocabulary to put words to those feelings so that you can eventually express it. This is going to be fun. Three types of sexism. So the first type of sexism, and this is all coming from Fear Self-Compassion by Dr. Kristen Neff, and I will be quoting from the chapter, What's Gender Got to Do With It? And in this chapter, um, Dr. Neff explores how gender relates to self-compassion. It's absolutely fascinating. So the first type is hostile sexism. And this 
is probably what most of us are familiar with. It promotes the belief that men are superior to women. Full stop. And in this book, Dr. Neff quotes Pat Robertson is saying, the feminist agenda is not about equal rights for women. No. Okay, I've got to read. I have to read this damn quote by Pat Robertson with a straight. I cannot insert my own commentary while reading this quote. Okay, Pat Robertson says, the feminist agenda is not about equal rights for women. It's about a socialist, anti-family political movement that encourages women to leave their husbands kill their children, practice witchcraft, destroy capitalism, and become lesbians. Okay. Thank you, televangelist Pat Robertson, for that really great example of hostile sexism. Um, This is what we're seeing a lot in the states right now. In Texas, I think there's a bill in Oklahoma about taking away women's rights for reproductive health care, taking away women's rights to access health care. This is outright hostile sexism. Problematic, deeply problematic. We should be concerned at this. We should keep an eye on this. Problematic. However, there are two other types that I think are often flying under the radar. And I'm seeing, I'll say I'm experiencing more frequently than the hostile sexism. And that's the second type. The second type of sexism is benevolent sexism. So this is seen, and I'm using the air quotes again, as like positive form of prejudice that seeks to like protect women. And in this book, Dr. Neff writes that within every single person, there needs to be an element of compassion and tenderness, and there needs to be an element of fierceness within every individual regardless of how that individual identifies. We, we need protection, we need nurturing, and we need fierceness and the ability to stand up for ourselves. But this benevolent sexism takes the idea that women are, and I'm using air quotes again, like the better half. Women are the nurturers. Women are the kind ones. Women are you know, the ones that take care of things because men are out there getting things done. And a lot of times, I've, I've experienced this quite frequently in work environments when, you know, women are just asked to do or not even asked, expected to do things that have more of a nurturing aspect to it. And oftentimes, again, this is used by more like liberal individuals. So a man might describe his wife as the better half. She's the half that takes care of things at home and keeps me in line and all of that. That's benevolent sexism. It's rooted in the belief that women are the nurturers, women are the caregivers, and men are ambitious, men can get angry, men can do certain things, and women can do certain things. It's that idea of separate but equal that doesn't exist. We know separate but equal does not exist. It was rejected by the Supreme Court in 1954 as it applied to race. Like, separate but equal is not a thing. Interestingly enough, women are often big supporters of benevolent sexism. I was raised in a culture of benevolent sexism in this time and ideology that, you know, oh, men can't handle criticism, right? So as women, we need to we need to take care of things. We need to make everything go smoothly. We need to be loving and kind and considerate. We're never allowed to get angry. You know, we're never allowed to say mean things towards men because men can't handle it. It's our job to handle it. That bullshit is benevolent sexism. 
Now we're getting to the third type, modern sexism. It's a new type of sexism. How exciting. Um, as if we really needed new types of sexism. But this is the type of sexism that I have experienced, I'd say in the last year or two, as I'm speaking up more about like the need to elect women into positions of power, the need to get women into politics. I'm seeing this more and more on social media and it stumped me. I, I felt like Floyd, I was stuck. I was like, I don't, I don't know what to call this. Like what's happening here? And this is what it is. Modern sexism simply denies that sexism exists. I'm quoting from the book that you should all go out and buy. <laughs> so this is the most insidious form because it doesn't argue that men and women should be treated differently, but rather it claims that men and women already are treated the same. So modern sexism, it acknowledges that inequality exists. It's hard to deny the facts. So it acknowledges, sure, more men have been elected prime minister of Canada than women. You can't deny that. More men have been elected mayor of Calgary than women. You can't deny that. More men have been superintendents of school boards than women. You can't deny that. However, it argues that this isn't due to any form of systemic disadvantage for women, but success is seen to primarily depend on one owns abilities and motivations. This justifies claims by men that they are victims of reverse discrimination by politics intended to help women obtain gender parity. Guys, I have seen so much of this nonsense. And and I'm saying nonsense because I don't I don't know what else to call it. I mean, well, it's it's modern sexism. Um it, it's 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 horrible. It's often in the form of, of white supremacy. It's also often in the form of, you know, maintaining control of, of capitalistic patriarchal systems. It's all of that, but it's nonsense. It's nonsense. And it gives me that little black squiggly line over my head like Floyd. And here's the end of it. And here's, here's what I wanted to say to those listening. As we encounter different types of sexism, I think it's important we have the words. We have the words to call it out. We have the words to say, yeah, what you're doing, that's modern sexism. Stop behaving in a way that's benevolently sexist. That's highly toxic. Men can be nurturing too. It's not my job to keep the peace. It should be everyone's job to keep the peace. As women and as men, because I'll say this, and I alluded to it, like men can absolutely be feminists. And women can absolutely be responsible for perpetuating sexist ideologies 100%. So to anyone who's listening, to the men, to the women who are listening, I think it's important that we understand, yes, there is that traditional, you know, sexism that we've seen, but there's also often embraced by more liberal claiming to be humans. There is that benevolent sexism where, you know, women are expected to be the nurturers, and men, it's okay for men to get angry and men to, you know, lose their temper. And it's a woman's job to always be apologizing and making the peace. And then, yeah, there is that modern sexism. And I think as we approach the 2023 spring elections here in Alberta, we're going to see a lot of that. Claims that anyone has an equal opportunity to win. It's all based on qualifications. And any mention of gender and any mention of race is 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 you know self-constructed it's not real it doesn't exist so i also see modern 
sexism going hand in hand with a lot of gaslighting. Okay, final point here. Let's talk about anger. So here's the thing. In these children's books, the characters are able to have that black squiggly line over their head. Floyd, when he got his kite stuck in a tree, Floyd was able to wave his hands in the air in angry fists and his like eyebrow is like furrowed and he has that black squiggly line over his head. That's okay for Floyd to do. But what society has taught us and ingrained in us and, oh my gosh, continues to perpetuate to this day is that it's not okay for women to get angry. It's not okay for a woman to experience sexism or racism or homophobia and get angry. It's not okay for a woman on any terms to get angry. And that is horribly toxic. Interestingly enough, in fierce self-compassion, Supreme Court hearings are brought up. However, this is a Supreme Court hearing of Brett Kavanaugh in the context of Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, who came forward voluntarily to testify at the hearings. And in this, Dr. Kristen Neff speaks to how even when Dr. Christine Blasey Ford is talking about Kavanaugh's sexual assault. She has to remain calm. She has to keep her demeanor at all times, at all costs. Her getting angry about sharing her detailed memories of Kavanaugh's assault would not be accepted. On the other hand, it talks about how Kavanaugh was celebrated by the public for, and I'm quoting Dr. Naff, being righteously enraged, righteously enraged. And his display of anger helped to assure his confirmation. I mean, that just helped to build his confirmation to the Supreme Court. So fast forward to last week with Judge Katinji Brown-Jackson, and it's uncanny because Kristen Neff's words about Kavanaugh could be used to describe the men, and I'm using, again, quotes that are like theoretically interviewing Judge Katinji Brown-Jackson, but they're not interviewing her. They're showing righteous indignation. They're showing anger that a woman dares to even think that she's qualified to be a member of the Supreme Court. Uh, specifically, a Black woman dares to think that she's qualified to be a member of the Supreme Court. And I can't tell you how sick I am of how we've embraced this societal acceptance that it's okay for men to have this righteous indignation. Look at the premier of Alberta. He gets to be righteously angry about everything and anything. It's exhausting. And yet women have to tiptoe around these issues. And I'm going to tell you, I did not want to do this, this, this this, this solo episode. But reading this, um, Kristen Neff argues that as women, yes, it's important to be compassionate, but we have got to get in touch with our anger. In fact, rates of depression in women are higher than men because we often have to stifle or completely ignore our anger altogether. And for those of you that are like, well, that's an opinion. It's actually not an opinion. There have been 
numerous studies where groups of people will be shown two identical situations, but one is an individual with a man's name expressing anger and one is an individual with a woman's name expressing anger. And study after study after study finds that individuals, when it is the exact same fictional situation, when the fictional character is assigned a man's name, that anger is acceptable. And when this fictional person is, is given a woman's name who's, who's showing anger, it's unacceptable. This is being researched. This is being studied. This is a thing. I think if you are in touch with your anger, many of us are fully aware this is a thing. And I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of it. And so I think it's important that we we speak out, that we call it out, that we call this double standard is ridiculous, harmful, hurtful, it needs to stop. And yeah, I'm just seeing far too much of it and get ready because I have a feeling that next spring especially it's going to it's going to come back when you have there are some incredible women I know that are running um in Calgary. I already have my eye on I'm watching. I can't wait to support them. I can't wait to get behind them. But the modern sexism that's going to rise in the election, I think, is, is going to be, it's, I'm going to feel like Floyd in the tree. I'm going to feel stuck. <laughs> We're back at this problem again. But this is what's on my mind. I'm sharing my story with you. It's not particularly an eloquent story. It's very much a all over the place story. So again, for the for the linear thinkers, I thank you for keeping up with me and I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can always reach out to me, uh, lisabush.ca, click contact. What do you think? Have you recently experienced or seen examples of modern sexism? Is that something that you have seen, experienced, or even played into? So I'd love to hear your thoughts. My next solo podcast will be on the topic of having the audacity to dream. And just like the content of this topic was inspired and rooted in the work of Dr. Kristen Neff of Fierce Self-Compassion, next week will be highly inspired by the writing and the work of Lovey Ajia Jones. And her book is Professional Troublemaker. So Get ready for that conversation. That'll be airing next week because I think, yes, it's good to get mad. Yes, it's good to call out sexism when we see it. But yes, we have to dream and we have to dream big. Thank you so much for listening. Please feel free to share this. If there's a friend in your life that you think needs to know a little bit more about modern sexism, if you think there's a friend in your life that will be like, hell yeah, this is a problem. If there's a friend in your life that also is feeling a little bit angry about what's happening with benevolent sexism and modern sexism, send it to them. Text a friend, share it on your social media feed. Please leave a review. Help this podcast get in front of more individuals. Here's to creating change within us and change around us one story at a time. And we'll talk soon.